Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He's scared of the rooster. That six o'clock hour was hard on him. Gave him a four-day yeah, butt whooping. Yeah, he, he needed to recover from <laughs> going at me all hard like that. So, yeah, I might, just might allow him to enter studio door tomorrow. We'll see how I feel. All right? That's what's going down. Yeah. Randy Cross sitting in for Gio, and we're coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. And next on the show, Corey Chavis. Long time, long time. Very damn good defensive back in the NFL. Mr. Corey Chavis. What's happening, Corey? Man, I thought you were going to introduce me as a longtime friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, next time. Yeah. Long time friend. Long time next time. (laughs) Exactly. College football analyst for CBS Sports Network. You are a friend. That is right. You are a friend of both Randy Cross and myself and a friend of the program as well. How you doing, baby? I'm doing good, man. How are y'all doing this morning? We are doing well. And right off the bat, I want to get your four teams that you think will be in this college football playoffs initial ranking. Well, I think uh, Alabama, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, and um, I'm probably going to go with the last team being maybe a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I'm going to go with Wisconsin as uh, the fourth team. Well, that's not a surprise, but I am surprised that you would put Ohio State ahead of Oklahoma, both sitting there with one loss. And, of course, the only loss for Ohio State was at the hands of Oklahoma in Ohio State's backyard. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that's a good point by you, but also I feel like, I mean, it, it's close. It was pretty close with me between Penn State and Ohio State, even though they lost to um, Ohio State. I still think that uh, Penn State will get strong consideration just because of how, some of the dominance of their wins. I think the reason why the thing that will hurt them is just how close the Iowa game was for Penn State. Now, you still didn't answer my question. Oklahoma beat Ohio State, man. Well, I know Iowa State beat TCU. Right. And I like Iowa State a lot. But I still think, I just wonder how much credence uh, people are going to put on Iowa State. I guess if Iowa State is ranked, maybe they're ranked pretty high because of the two wins they've had now over two top five opponents. Then I guess your point is valid. Oklahoma could go go up and and sneak in, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, I still feel like Ohio State is. Uh, I guess it was such a blowout. I think that's what you're saying. Oklahoma right. dominated them. So yeah, dominated them, yeah, man. And I, Iowa I State. I mean, it's not. A, I don't have a perfect formula. I got to get some BJ. Brandon, what are you? <laughs> neither, neither, <laughs> neither does the playoff committee. So don't feel lonely <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Iowa State is currently ranked 14th in the nation. 
Yeah, but I'm saying, what do you think they're going to be ranked in the, co- in the I guess, the committee's fold tonight? Yeah, they'll probably be somewhere around there, I, I would believe. But uh, I just I just think beating someone on their home turf and in the fashion in which you defeated them carries a lot of weight. And the team you lost to is now really being recognized as a quality, better-than-average football team in Iowa State, knocking off not only uh, Oklahoma but now TCU. So you've knocked off two top-five teams. Iowa State has, yeah. and yeah. so uh, I, I think Oklahoma should get more consideration having gone on the road and beat Ohio State there in, in uh, the horseshoe. And for my money, though, Corey, I mean, I kind of throw a blanket over Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame. You know, I I'd go with the three undefeateds, considering that these polls really don't mean anything. Go ahead and give right. the undefeated teams their due and let the other three just kind of you know, f- let them fight it out. See who see who sticks around the longest as to who's going to get in. Well, I, I think you bring up a good point. What What about? I mean, but the TCU can they be in that blanket too? Just because since they were still keeping Oklahoma in it, TCU only loses to Iowa State, but yet they've beaten a team that I think will be around the top ten in Oklahoma State in their place. Does that mean TCU has still got some consideration? Well, TCU is sitting there at 10, to your point, and I, Oklahoma State, the team they beat, on uh, they're in Stillwater. Uh, they're right behind them. So uh, we're going to have to – that's what we love about and we got polls. Be- and we got Bedlam this week. Right, so. we got Bedlam this week. <laughs> so that's going to muddy things a little bit more for one of these teams. But, okay, TCU loses, only scores seven points there at Iowa State. But they are still ahead of the team. They knocked off Oklahoma State, but yet Ohio State jumps ahead of Oklahoma team they lost to. So that's why we like these polls. It forces us to get out and argue. Conversations. It, it, exactly. It, it fuels the conversation. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I think it's going to set up. I, I think the only thing that I find most interesting is that even in our conversation so far this morning, the Big 12 teams seem to all be getting talked about and – I think they're going to maybe play themselves out of it because they decided to add the conference championship game. But I think that by the time they get to it, everybody will already have a loss. Well, they already are. Everybody already does. Yeah, everyone has a loss currently. And I, I, I think we'll see, have to see what shakes out in the other conferences. The Pac-12, of course, Washington has a, a, a loss now. And and uh, everyone has a, a, a loss on their leisure there in the Pac-12. And, and we'll see how this Big Ten plays out. looks like Ohio State can run the table. Of course, you have big games versus Michigan. Iowa will not just roll over and let them run through them uh, this weekend. And, and, and we'll see if Penn State can jump back in. And, and Wisconsin, can they stay unscathed as they head towards another conference championship ball game? That's going to be yeah. the big question. Hey, Corey, who Who's the best team you've seen this year so far? Well, that's a good one. Um, I think probably uh, in terms of well, Ohio State. As I did, I went to their first game of the season. Uh, well, I, I, it's tough because I went to their first game of the season, and then I went to Penn State and watching them both in person. I thought Penn State had a little bit better team, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of just athletes. And the only reason I said that was because. I thought Ohio State would have a markedly better defensive front than than what I expected to see from Penn State, even though I knew they had recruited well. But I was, to be honest, I was a little bit slightly more impressed with Penn State's defensive front in person, uh, and just in terms of their get off. And, and and of course, one team was playing Indiana, and the other team was playing Pittsburgh. 
but just being down on the field and seeing the size of both, uh, you know, I think that's a big deal. And I thought that the offensive lines were kind of similar, you know, a little bit probably, I guess, more highly acclaimed recruits in terms of Ohio State. But some of those guys haven't quite developed. They seem like they're, they're getting better, and I think that showed up a little bit uh, in the fourth quarter on Saturday that their offensive line is getting better Ohio State. Corey Chavis, college football analyst, CBS Sports Network, joining us here on CBS Sports Radio, Gio and Jones. JT Barrett, I know you, you, you're probably already uh, getting your draft nasty, uh, your, your, your analysis all together, and, and I know that takes up a ton of your time, and it's a great product that you put out each and every year. Where would you have JT Barrett rated as far as the quarterbacks coming out next year's draft? He's probably, for me, just uh, I would probably say, you know, a guy that's a fringe guy, you know what I mean, quite honestly. I mean, I know that he's great college player, probably will be in the top five in the Heisman, but I just don't see the – even on the game, the game-winning touchdown, for example, a, a step late, you know, just doesn't always anticipate the throws. And I think that extra step – I remember a corner route he threw against Nebraska a couple of weeks back. I was watching it. And just seeing like how the, the player came open, and he had to see it another step before he threw it. And you guys know this. You, you know we've all played the next level. You know the extra step is an incompletion in, in the NFL, and you see it every week from Cam Newton. You know a step late. You know so I just feel like um, he doesn't have the, the overwhelming skill set to overcome that. I do think he'll get a chance, um, but uh, again, you know he, he's going to have to kind of will himself. Uh, very, I thought he was, uh, has improved his accuracy in the medium range game, though. So, who would be your top quarterbacks right now? Uh, Rosen, Darno, if you know Darno decides to come out, who knows what's going to happen? But who, who's your, who are your top guys? Well, out of those guys, the two that you just named, I, I like Rosen. Um, but I just don't think. I think what a lot of times when people talk about the quarterbacks, they just seem to leave Lamar Jackson out of it, and. Mm-hmm. The reason why I don't think you can, because I think he's, you know, obviously you can nitpick his game as well, but you can do the same thing with the other guys. I mean, he is averaging, you know, well over 300 yards passing, and some of it has been junk yardage, and he hasn't always shown up. But I don't know about the talent around him. I think the same thing you have to do when you look at Josh Allen at, at Wyoming uh, in terms of supporting cast. And I think Lamar Jackson has something that you can't discount, and it's what Michael Vick had when he came out. And this this isn't Cam Newton, this isn't Deshaun Watson, this is four three, and so yeah. you're going to pick up an extra five first downs with that a game, and that's why Michael Vick didn't have to be a great passer. I played against him a lot, and it was very very different when you played against somebody like Michael Vick because the passing part actually became secondary. And I think that's what Lamar Jackson is going to bring if he decides to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the fact that he's played under Petrino. So for me, Lamar Jackson is a rare commodity in terms of uh, playing the position because you can't you know, discount the fact that he has very, very uh, spectacular arm talent. Baker Mayfield. I think he's in the mix in the top five. I think, he, I think this game you know, is kind of a top five breakup game between him and Rudolph. Uh, sometimes I think instinctively you could think that Mayfield sometimes is more instinctive than Rudolph. Rudolph obviously better size and maybe even better deep ball touch consistently. I think Mayfield has a chance to be a second or third round pick. I think he'll get an invitation to the senior bowl. I think Rudolph will as well. 
So this battle between these two is just starting this Saturday. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that about about Jackson because it seems like in a lot of notice around the country since they as a team have dropped off his his publicity his 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 no his his mentions have dropped like a rock but you look back yeah. at his stats every week and he's throwing for a bunch of yards he's running for a bunch of yards he's still getting touchdowns it's just the other guys are scoring two touchdowns more than them yeah you're exactly right Randy. and and, and he's He's had a lot of drops. I mean, if you look at the Florida State game, he threw two game-winning touchdowns before it even came down to the fumble by Blackman where they had to get the ball back. And then he led a 90-yard game-winning drive for them. But he had had two touchdowns dropped previously. And, again, I want to emphasize, I do think he still misses some throws. He airmails some throws. Mm -hmm. But it's nowhere near as pronounced as what you would think. And there's a lot of throws that he makes that are – you know, just the simple throws and layups that he doesn't miss. He's gotten a lot better. I, uh, he runs into too many sacks. He's got to improve his ball security. That's the same thing with Darnold. Darnold is probably does not as careful throwing the ball, and he also fumbles a lot. Now, the most natural passer of the group to me is Rosen, uh, and I think Allen made him and Jackson are on par with arm strength. I think Allen may be a little bit better with that, and Allen's getting better as the years going on. Well, let's talk about a position you know a ton about, not to say you don't know uh, about these others because you do, but defensive backfield. And you look at Florida State, they are reeling. They got their, you know, what's handed to them uh, the other night versus Boston College. And you look at some of the studs in their secondary. Uh, is it Tavares McFadden and, and Derwin James? Uh, are you seeing still stellar play from, from those guys? Because coming into the season, we were hyping them up. Uh, and then they were two of the stalwarts on that defense that we thought would be formidable. And uh, as I said, Florida State's just been taking it on the chin. Yeah, it's a great point you bring up with with those two guys. I think McFadden may end up uh, essentially – he's probably best as a cover two corner. Uh, I think long speed will be the question with him. Very instinctive player who can – has excellent ball skills. Okay tackler when routes break away from him. He doesn't have great closing speed. I think James is going to have to be, if you're going to be a first-round pick with him, more of a Deion Buchanan type. And me, you, and Randy have kind of broken a lot of these guys down together. You know, that hybrid kind of guy, you know, linebacker. You know, I don't know off the hash whether – I mean, I you watch him against Lamar Jackson, a couple of angles that he takes, uh, just coming down from the top down. And you can see – you know, that adjustment against players of that caliber may be difficult for him. Excellent blitzer. I, I think you could do some things with him in coverage against tight ends. Uh, kind of a hybrid kind of guy to me. Well, speaking of hybrid, who are you looking at coming up here as as this season progresses? Who are the best pass rushers in college football? Because that's the one entity that every single NFL team needs, and they don't always have to draft them high. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I, you, you want to, you, you hope that the Marquise Haynes, Marquise Haynes down at Ole Miss is a player that you know you would think can put on maybe some weight and, and potentially you know make the next step. Bradley Chubb, you know, I had a chance to watch him in person a couple times last year. Uh, kind of one-dimensional, but he's he's a strong player, uh, a guy that has good get-off. Started the season off on wildfire, has kind of settled down. Um, 
I don't think necessarily in terms of being able to project uh, Monta Afa at Washington State, if he were to come out early, you know, he's more of a chess piece type of player. Um, it, I, I think you bring up a great point, though. The pass rushers, to me, are kind of lacking in, in college football in, in terms of you just want an elite guy. Uh, you're going to be hard-pressed this year uh, to find one. I like Rasheem Green out at USC, but he's more of a five technique. And, again, mm-hmm. another junior. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, Duke um, a jewel four from Wake Forest. is another guy, but he's a little bit stiff. Uh, it, it, I'm telling you, this is a year where you're going to be struggling if you need to get a pass rusher. Uh, you're going to be struggling to go through some tape. What about o- o- uh, Ron Quo from Oklahoma and Sam Hubbard, Ohio State? Yeah, well, I like uh, I like Oko a little bit better than than Hubbard. Hubbard has to develop a better secondary pass rush move. Uh, I think he can be a little bit one dimensional. Uh, it's a big reason why his production has been a little bit down this year as compared to last year. Um, a lot of these guys really just haven't been able to finish. Now, the one guy we haven't mentioned that I think is probably going to be the number one player picked because of that dirt the pass rushers is obviously Harold Landry at Boston mm-hmm. College, mm-hmm. who I yeah. do think, uh, you know, he, he missed last week's game against Florida State, uh, but he's got length and, and he's also got pretty good bend, and he might be able to stand up for some teams. All right, last, and uh, we'll let you go. My Texas defense playing much better when they're not allowing opposing teams wide receivers to run scot-free in that secondary. Uh, Malik Jefferson, we'll see if he decides to stay, but uh, are, you, are you impressed with the improvement on that side of the ball for the Longhorns? I mean, you can't help but be. I mean, I know you got to be proud as one of the great defenders in school history to watch these guys carry on your tradition and some of the other guys who've come through there and, and done such a great job. And, and I really think that the one player – Hill, you know, has been the player that I yeah. think has stepped up in terms of just just his overall game. I, I know he does, you know, he's had a bunch of touchdowns and stuff like that, or a couple of them anyway. Uh, but I just like the way he's competed, and and I think people forget how big he is. Obviously, Elliott has made the most plays in the secondary, but I, for me, when I watch him, I like the way Colton Hill mm-hmm. has competed mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that secondary, and I, and I think their defensive line. It's, it's got, they've got a pretty good unit up front. I, I think probably uh, the guy that I'm most impressed with that doesn't get a lot of props is Puna Ford. Um, he's kind of a thick fire plug kind of guy, but you know I think he helps those other guys go. Corey Chavis, college football analyst for CBS Sports Network, CC. Appreciate you, my man. Man, it's always great to talk to two of my guys. I'm so glad to talk to y'all. Thanks for having me on. You Thanks, got Corey. it. Corey Chavis. So I, I, I agree with him, man. Uh, those pass rushes, other than Landry, there's really not any guys who are garnering a ton of attention uh, as we navigate through another college football season and, and start getting ready for the NFL draft. But who knows? Someone may come out of nowhere and, and be the main guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I it, pass rush is something that you don't really get to see skills until about senior bowl time. Right. Exactly. Or or you go and you get into like the oh the Auburn Alabama game and you're watching Alabama and you suddenly kind of like Anderson last year mm-hmm. for Alabama right. and you go dang that guy's pretty good yeah. and he's how big oh yeah okay <laughs> he's pretty long he can yeah. he can do that at the next level there you go Ryan Anderson now with the hated Washington Redskins uh, that's Randy Cross I'm Brian Jones we're gonna come back with some more Geo and Jones but first here's the deal. 
Relief factor is not just for former or present athletes, not at all. It's for anyone struggling with pain. Yes, athletes, but also, yes, for anyone with back, neck, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, foot pain, hand pain, or general muscle aches and pain. You can be 30 or you can be 95. If you're in pain, I suggest you give Relief Factor a try. Can't guarantee it'll work, but here's a tip. Almost 80% of people who ordered a three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five, they go on to order it again. That's under a dollar a day to see if it can work for you like it did and does for me, and it's 100% drug-free. Honestly, if lowering or eliminating your pain for 1995 sounds like too much money, then you must not be in much pain. Order the three-week quick start for 1995 at relieffactor.com. I'm pleased also to announce that for all of October, the owners of Relief Factor are donating $5 of each 1995 three-week quick start to children in need. Go to relieffactor.com to order now, relieffactor.com, or give them a call. 800-500-8384. It's our jam here, Randy. Get your glow sticks. Glow sticks. That's right. That's the jam. Jamming on a be, Halloween Tuesday. Be careful what they're dropping in your drink. Yeah, definitely <laughs> cover your drink. Not just with a napkin. No. Right? Take your drink with you. Don't leave it sitting there on the table. Mm-hmm. That'll get me going right there, man. I'll get you in that zone. When you're in your little workout, turn that on. You won't stop moving. Florida Atlantic, by the way, is 5-3 and three overall, 4-0 in conference. 4-0 in conference. We were talking about Lane Kiffin during the break and the good job he's doing, and also Butch Davis, the old head there at FIU. Uh, he's balling as well. So uh, Lane Kiffin may be in the running for some of these new openings. We'll yeah. see. Maybe he goes back to Tennessee. Florida Atlantic and Marshall play uh, Friday night. Ah, Okay. On CBS Sports Network. On CBS Sports Network, good. You're not calling that one? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Who you got this week? I've got Houston coming off that uh, big win against USF. USF. Right. Who are they taking on? They should win. Yeah. Cool. My bad. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. No, it's it's an uphill sled Hmm. for E.C. Montgomery and E.C.U. They're getting Thomas Sirk back. Playing pretty good, I think. Okay, so former Duke quarterback. Yeah, that'll help him out a lot. Cool. Now, Bogus, who was the guy you were telling me about at Fordham that ran like crazy this past weekend? Uh, D'Angelo Palladino. D'Angelo Palladino. How yeah. many yards? Uh, 347. 347? 247, something like that. It was we, a lot. We may have to give him some love in our little stat stuffer segment this, this evening. Just for the m- amount of syllables. Yeah, Paladino. <laughs> D'Angelo Palladino. Paladino. He's literally their only healthy running back. Wow, they're the bat, like the third string quarterback is technically the number two running back right now. Is that right? Because your boy Chase is out. Ah, but three forty seven. Yeah, you should double check that number. It was a lot. Okay, it was a lot. How many touchdowns? You recall? Uh, a couple. Okay. Again. Cool. cool. How's your How's your uh, MC gig go last night? Uh, it went really well. I think I got good uh, good reviews. He was big time last night. He was hanging Where out with all the big. Uh, I was uh, MCing the Fordham basketball tip off dinner last night. There you starring go. Starring Adam Silver. Yep. And uh, Marv Albert was there accepting an award for John Andres. It was a big night. Oh, cool. And John Andres is? Uh, he passed away in January. Oh, okay. So, yes. Got you. Member of the Fordham tribe. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad it went well for you, man. How about this update? Didn't go as well? Probably not. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> got a defensive touchdown just five and a half minutes into Monday Night Football with the Broncos. Three minutes later, the offense chipped in. Alex Smith floats a pass, wide open left side. Travis Kelsey over the shoulder catch. Touchdown, Kansas.
Kansas City at the far front pylon, as open as you can be for a 29-yard touchdown. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. Kelsey had seven catches for 133 yards on the night for Andy Reid. Kelsey's fought through double teams and jams, quick jams at the line, all those things that the teams do to try to disrupt his game. And, and uh, he's he's battled through it and found ways to get himself open. And, uh, you know, he's... One of the best, if not the best, in the business. So it was quickly 14-0 Chiefs, but only 2013 entering the fourth quarter. Harrison Butker then kicked the last three of his five <laughs> field goals, and the Chiefs won 29-19. New nickname is Butt Kicker. <laughs> to snap a two-game skid. The Broncos have lost three straight, now three and four overall. After five giveaways, including three picks from Trevor Simeon, head coach Vance Joseph left the door open post-game for a QB change. Ezekiel Elliott's lawyers have 24 hours to decide their next step. After losing in U.S. District Court in Manhattan yesterday, Elliott's six-game domestic violence suspension will go back in effect unless a higher court grants a stay while it, he- while it hears an appeal. The Patriots finally trading Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday, getting a second-round pick from the Niners for Tom Brady's backup. New England said to be looking for Dean line help with that pick before this afternoon's trade deadline. The Seahawks have acquired Texans left tackle Dwayne Brown and Colts QB Andrew Luck will not practice for the third straight week, increasing the chances he does not play at all this season following shoulder surgery. The last time we heard from Justin Verlander was before Game 5 in Houston, before he knew who would lead the World Series three games to two when he pitched Game 6 tonight in L.A. Verlander was ready regardless. These are the moments that you want to be a part of as a baseball player. I mean, uh, it's it's everything you could ask for. Uh, game 6, it's either, you know, it's either win it to stay alive or, or win it to win it all. I mean, either way, uh, it's going to be pretty intense. It's his Astros that are one win from the title. Rich Hill counters for the Dodgers with first pitch in L.A. at 520 Pacific. The Celtics lost Gordon Hayward six minutes into this new season. They lost the game that night in Cleveland. Then the next night, they haven't lost since. Kyrie, quick three. Got it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody's woke. It's He's about to put somebody else's As sleep. usual, Sean Grandy <laughs> said Maxwell talking about God knows what on Celtics Radio. Kyrie Irving had 24 in a 108-94 decision over the Spurs. The Celtics' fifth straight win. The Warriors down the Clippers, 141-113. Toronto won in Portland, 99-84. 38 for Chris Dapps Porzingis. As the Knicks fought off the Nuggets, 116-110. And the Sixers surprised the Rockets, 115-107. 24.7 rebounds, 9 assists. Ben Simmons. Finally on ice, the Arizona Coyotes finally won this season on their 12th try, 4-3 in OT in Philadelphia. 25 days of frustration have come to an end, and the sweet taste of victory finally fills the Coyotes' mouths. <laughs> wow. Anyone take that one? <laughs> wow. That's, that's what you're going to leave us with? On Coyotes Radio, Alex Goligoski scored the game-winning goal last Only night. Only Goligoski could Drink do that. up that taste of victory. <laughs> so do we, what's the record for... Uh, for starting a season you know without what? a win. I, I think they actually might have avoided having the record by themselves last night. Oh. If I remember correctly from their last game, they had matched the, the worst start. Ah, okay. Yeah. Again, I'm not cool. your research department. Gotcha. No, I understand. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you fire your coach after three games, it's mm-hmm. usually not a good sign for the, how the rest of your year. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that what they did? They fired. I their, believe so. Well, yeah. no, that was the Phoenix Suns in the NBA. Oh, that was the Suns. The, Ki- the Coyotes difference. have not. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they've changed head coaches this year. They might have. Uh, now, did Bledsoe get traded? No, he's just hanging at home. Oh, he's still just hanging at home. Yeah. I thought the uh, the Mavericks were were interested in him. Is he, is he's probably hanging he out ask, at the beauty salon. Ask Mike Pasegla. Oh, that's he's right. Mike, you mean you're, you're the NBA insider. You were hanging out with Adam Silver. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of talk to him though. Oh, you. <laughs> Just look at it. Wasn't allowed to talk to. It was a barrier around. Oh, okay. Uh, Mikey B, insider. Hold on, doing a quick Google search. Oh, he's a researcher. (laughs) In case we missed it. Yeah. Well, why are you doing that? Uh, I did miss, but now I haven't missed. I'm up on the Halloween party that the Cavaliers uh, threw last night, and uh, usually they have some excitement at their Halloween parties. Last year they were throwing a little shade towards the. the uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh yeah, after they knocked them off in the uh, championship, uh, coming back down three one. Of course, this year probably didn't even mention the Golden State Warriors since the Warriors exacted some revenge. But these costumes are damn good. If you haven't seen uh, some of the costumes, uh, LeBron King James, who was throwing the party, he went as Pennywise from the It movie. Right? Was that the It? Is that oh, the, the It clown? Movie? Yeah. Man, he looks creepy. That is so scary looking. Have you and seen yes, that movie, by the way? I have not. I don't do uh, scary movies. Okay. Yeah. Have you? I have no interest. No. Didn't see the first one, and yeah, I'm, I'm I, not going to see this I, one either. Yeah, I doubt it. I'll, I'll watch that. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, of course, the, the newest Cavalier, one of many new Cavaliers. He went as Easy e and he pulls it off pretty dang good. Look at that, Randy. Oh, little, that is pretty good. That's a splitting image of uh, the late Easy E and let's Kyle Corver, Willie Wonka, and he has his Oompa Loompas. He got some Oompa Loompas. How about that? That is sharp. Oompa, where do you where, do you, where do you find those Doopy in Cleveland? Anyway? Exactly. They probably had those flowing in. A couple Oompa Loompas. That's cool stuff. There was, was Sam there at work yesterday, or was he one of these Oompa Loompas? Was he up in Cleveland? Last night? I believe he was on a plane, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one more, uh, Tristan Thompson and Hook'em Horns and Khloe Kardashian. I believe this is from one of your favorite uh, shows, uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, oh it's Check that out. Is that is that Game of, Thro- Game of Thrones? Game. That would be Game, Game, Game of, Thrones. of Thrones. That's yeah. Game of Thrones. That would be. And uh, this is Kyle Drogo and Khaleesi. Daenerys Targaryen. Gary yeah, and, whatever. That one. Yeah, all of them. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. good job uh, with these costumes. These they're having a kid, right? Yeah, apparently they are. Oh, and Kevin Love. I forgot Kevin Love. Kevin Love as Sting and J.R. Smith as Conehead. Good Sting stuff. the singer or no, Sting, Sting the wrestler? The, uh, the wrestler. Oh, okay. Yeah, and his uh, his lady friend. I don't know if it's his wife or whatever. Uh, she's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Pulled that off. She was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That's like Hulk Hogan, it. isn't it? And that, that's the Hulk Hogan handlebar that must- would be it. mustache, man. Be it. Yeah, so dang good job. Are you a big Halloween guy? Um, At times. Yeah. At times, depending. Yeah, we're going to dress wife, up tonight. My, yeah, my wife went to a big Halloween party last Friday night. Where, where, where was she dressed as? Uh, What the hell she go as? Can't can't remember. I mean, I was, I obviously wasn't there. Right? Yeah, you were you were getting ready to call yeah. some football. Yeah, I was doing a game Friday night in Memphis. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, all kinds of. She took all the pictures. And it was amazing costumes. Yeah. People went 
way over their skis. Now, what we're doing this this evening in on Inside College Football, we're not going way out there, but uh, I think we're going to have various kings. King. That's man. the thing. Which king do you pick? Uh, I picked Bernard King, but they're having trouble finding a Knicks uniform, apparently. It's New York. How can you not find a Knicks uniform? Wow. With 30 on it. Wasn't Bernard King number 30? How can you not find that? It's one of the all-time greats. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Couldn't he, help you. In case we can't find uh, Bernard King, can you be BB King? Okay, I'll be BB King. BB King. Yeah, I'll be BB yeah. King. All right. I went easy. Who are you? Burger. Burger King. That should be cool. <laughs> you better have some snacks with you, too, hey. man. We want any candy. We want some I burgers. I'll get you some good beef jerky. <laughs> I want a Whopper. And I want a hot dog from Burger King. So you're going to be... A hot dog. Yeah, they have hot dogs now. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I saw that. Yeah. They're pretty good, too. Are they? So, no, do we know Couldn't what AT is going to be? Uh, Which King? There's no telling. Yeah. You know, so we got BB King. We have maybe Bernard King. We have I mean, U.S. Burger King. What's a bald king? Which king would that be? Mm, I don't know. Who was you? Yul Brenner? He was a king. What was that movie? King of Siam. Yeah. King and I. King and I. Uh, and who knows what Zucker's going to be? K- Calf King. He's going to go as bacon again. Yeah. Like he did. <laughs> Should be fun on Inside College Football. So make sure you tune in and don't forget about us because we're coming right back with some more sports talk. I, I think we got to talk about a little, little bit about Tiger Woods. My man is back, and we got baseball. Your Dodgers. Going to be firing them glutes. Your Dodgers. They need to fire their glutes tonight. Going up against Verlander again. Hit or, a couple home runs off of them last time. We'll break down that matchup. Fire and your glutes or go home time. See how excited and confident you are in your L.A. Dodgers. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Randy Cross is unforgettable. Sitting in for Gio. Gio will be back tomorrow, maybe. We'll He's not see. still scared. Yeah, he, he may be still afraid. Told him, don't be scared, just afraid. And I think he's both. So we'll see. Maybe he'll limp back in here tomorrow, get smacked around a little bit more. But I appreciate you joining me today. My pleasure. And you can appreciate this if you need auto parts but can't get to the store just yet. Head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAutoParts.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Now, we were just talking about this Halloween party at the Cleveland Cavaliers had, and we're going to do a little Halloween thingy this evening on Inside College Football. The theme is Kings, and we have a call on the line because they have a King Halloween idea. Alan in Louisiana. Welcome to CBS Sports Radio. Hey, man, what's going on with you? You got it, baby. What's happening? I'm good, man. Look at man. You can go as King Joffy Jofa, King Aha! of the Munda. That's what I should have done. <laughs> what is that, velvet? <laughs> I don't think we could find a lion's head, though, to drape over my shoulder. Because you, you, if you're going to do that, you need to go. Got to have the whole thing. Yeah, the whole kid and caboodle, man. That would have been a great hey, one. You're right. At least you can have the entourage, though, man. You can have oh. all of that, brother. I'll take all the concubines. Yeah, you know, yeah. You have everything. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. The rose petals, throwers. Yeah. <laughs> The the, hey, the, the raw bathers, yeah. yeah, all that. Yeah, have they, a good day, man. All right, appreciate it. 
Good yeah. idea. I like that. Yeah, we we have mentioned the uh, raw bathers uh, on on the show when I from time to time get to sit on the throne from during our pick segment. So yeah, I'll take the entourage. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Let me just let that marinate for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, good idea. That that would be that would be a great costume. Uh, that is true. James Earl Jones, the king. The Daddy, King of Zamunda. What a great movie. And that one keeps on giving and giving and giving. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. Your, your Dodgers. Let's talk a little baseball, okay. man, because you got Verlander back on the, the bump and Rich Hill back on the bump. Uh, uh, they pitched uh, pretty good. Now, I know Verlander gave up a couple home runs uh, in that ball game, which the Astros were able to come back and win. Game two, yeah. I believe that one was. And uh, Rich Hill actually pitched pretty good. He was upset he was taken out of the ball game, but that's what Dave Roberts has been doing all season. The starters don't get to go six, seven innings. They don't go deep in the games unless, of course, it's Kershaw, who got knocked around his last time out. What are you expecting from your L.A. Dodgers, Randy? I'm expecting them to win. You know, I saw a stat I liked which is what stats are all about. If you like them, you keep them. If you don't, you, they're, they're complete garbage. Right. But of the 10 times uh, a home team has gotten the last two games in their place, down 3-2, eight of the 10 times the home team has come back and won in seven. So I'm kind of hoping that form holds right. true. Uh, I think one way or the other, it'll, it'll be game seven. I think it will. They'll, they'll find a way to get to Verlander somehow, some way. Whether it's juice balls yeah. or or slick balls <laughs> right. or whatever their balls are doing, <laughs> yeah, whatever they're doing, keep an eye on them if you can. And and it, Ballinger is, is uh, he uh, has awakened uh, in mm-hmm. this lineup and so like top to bottom, just like the Astros, really. I, you can't pinpoint an easy out, especially second, third, you know, fourth time through that lineup. Uh, it, it's going to be arduous for any pitcher uh, out there, even even that uh, that bullpen. And and that would be the biggest concern if I'm a Dodgers fan. Has that bullpen have you use them too much in a se- you know seven game series? And even, you're hoping you get to that seventh game, but even up to this point, you're heading to game six. Have you seen? Have the Astros seen too much of that bullpen? And conversely, the Dodgers have they seen enough of uh, the Astros bullpen? And we may see uh, AJ Hinch do what he did in the LCS versus my Yankees, where he has a starter go out there. Yeah. He 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 he. Uses a starter instead of going to in his bullpen arms to see if they can help get that win in, in game six or even a game seven if we get there. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of all this. You know, you go six, and if he if the guy gets six, you yank him out, and you go mm-hmm. to your first relief, then your second relief, and then you blah blah. blah I just I, so you're like me because I think this time of year you have a feel for your guy out there. Yeah. Okay, normal. Uh, situation during the regular season, yeah, I might pull this guy, but now we're in. A, this is elimination, and I got a feel for him. It seems like uh, he, he's really keeping this lineup at bay. So I'm going to leave him out there where normally I would take him out at this point uh, uh, of the ball game. So yeah, you have to have a more of a an idea of, of how your guy is throwing, and then as uh, as John Smoltz and you, you've heard pictures from time to time say this, you know, are, are these stressful pitches? That he's throwing, yeah. you know, or, or, or is he dealing with a, a ton of three and two counts, or is it a little bit more, you know, zero yeah. and two counts or one and two counts? I mean, you got to be mindful of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think I've got faith in guys. You talk about Bellinger and and um, Turner and the rest of them. I, I think they're going to come through. The Dodgers. 
I like the stories of a story of the Astros. I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. not to like, yeah. you know, Altuve and the whole thing. But I've had enough of the gutty. <laughs> you tired of that? The, that, gu- the, uh, the, gu- the gutty, the gutty little Astros <laughs> stories. I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready to just have them win two games, go on, and have them be a, a, a footnote. Now, how cool was it? Uh, game two, the beginning with uh, Vince Scully out there, Fernando oh, Valenzuela. That was really, it was yeah. really nice. As somebody, I mean, I grew up, I grew up listening to uh, Chick Hearn doing basketball, Vin Scully doing baseball, and actually, guy I ended up working with, eventually, Dick Enberg. Yeah, doing UCLA basketball back then. Enberg is one of the best. He, oh, he was yeah. one of the greats. Yeah, and and, and just uh, you know, hearing him when he was back with his NBC days and doing the NFL and. And and you know all those guys, it was it was just tremendous broadcasters from time to time. Eric Spitz, our boss here, we always reminisce about yeah. those old broadcasters. Yeah. Man, Scully's special though. It's yeah, yeah. I, as a guy that was you know born in born in New York, lived in Brooklyn, and moved out, my family did about the same time the Dodgers did. I was brought up with my dad. I mean, when I first heard the name Vin Scully, he was some fill-in guy. For wow, Red, for Red Barber, yeah. Remember Red you know, Barber? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and you go to L.A. and he, it was it was the classic. You know, you see it all the time. And Bob Euchre in the movies and one yeah. of those with a, the little sidekick guy that hardly gets the same. Right. He had a guy that was named whose name was Jerry Doggett, and Jerry Doggett's name was he 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 read Farmer John sausage and hot dog ads about three times a game. That was about the only time you ever heard from Jerry Doggett. Otherwise, it was Vince Scully, wall-to-wall. That, that is so cool. Now, maybe you can help us with this because all the games there at Dodger Stadium, we, we see Larry King there in the front row uh-huh. and some other people. And I keep thinking this one gentleman, if you're looking behind home plate to my right, it, 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 it looks like Keith Jackson. And I, I know he. Probably still in the California area and L.A. area since he's hung up his his mic. But yeah, it I, could be. I, I, I keep thinking that's Keith Jackson, and, yeah. and I'm gonna have to get a it could be confirmation uh, on whether or not it is. Yeah, I, I, I thought it could be as well. I know he's a big baseball fan, and I grew up listening to Keith Jackson. I only do football, college football, but do Monday night baseball. Larry King looks embalmed. <laughs> looks like they roll him out and warm him up and put him out there in his seat. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Larry King has to be in his 90s, isn't he? Wasn't he in the studios a couple weeks ago? Television studios? I thought I meant he oh, was yeah, on he was. The We Need to Talk or something. I, I guess. You sure that was it? 83, that's it? 107. Yeah. I'll go with 107. <laughs> well, that should be fun. It should be electric. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to that. And, and yeah. I know you will be doing like I was doing when the Yankees were still in this thing and we were on the set. You'll be paying half attention to college football. Can't see it, half. though. It's, it's always right behind me. Oh, well, they put it in the, the big uh, monitor. Uh, I'll, I'll point it out to you. That's what we did. They, they put it in the big monitor uh, to where, from where you sit. Left. You look to your left. Yeah. 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 And from where I sit to my right. So we'll make sure we have it hooked up and, and, and hopefully uh, you can uh, get to a game seven. We'll be on and running and gunning by the time the game gets good. Hell, the last game wasn't over till one thirty in oh, the morning man. anyway. That was a long one. Yeah, that was that was uh, incredible. All those home runs. Now 22 home runs. Hit in the World Series eight was, in that particular game. On my podcast, I did all the home runs. Excuse me, it was a minute of play calls. Is that right? Were home runs? Wow. One full minute, about 
10, 12 seconds apiece. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Now, I don't uh, foresee that happening tonight, but you never know. Uh, this has been a The crazy ball is juice series. after all. <laughs> you think it's juice? Are you buying that? I don't know. I mean, the <laughs> pitchers are complaining that the ball's a little juiced. Pitchers yep. are complaining that, you know, the ball doesn't spin right. Yeah, They can't grip it right. Just be better. Yeah. How about that? That's what I said yesterday. And speaking of being better, my man Tiger Woods is coming back. So I'm hoping he can be better and he can stay healthy and he What's can the, win. How, how long before he wins another tournament? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I want to see him swing first in this tournament. Can we get to this tournament first? And then I'll give you a uh, guesstimate on when he wins one. I got to see him just make it through one unscathed and and – and 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 you know how about make it through two or three unscathed yeah. because I think that's all he played the last time he came back and so he oh, just get through a whole tournament without having to quit right right yeah that that's going to be the key so we'll see how his new fangled back is is, is hanging in there or not uh, RC thanks man appreciate oh, you joining pleasure. us again and uh, I will see you here in a, in a few hours on the set of Inside College Football right. enjoy your yoga and I'm going to enjoy my yoga get my mind right before I have to deal with you knuckleheads <laughs> and see which king I'm going to be hmm. Bernard how the hell can you not find a Bernard King jersey I, really I, I just want to be the king at the end yeah I don't know about the <laughs> there you go right <laughs> in our pit segment that's the king we all are thriving to be I think you will be my picks, they stunk up the joint last week. College football player. Hey, thanks for listening. Gio and Jones back together again tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.